If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Hmm. Uh, so what do you do? That's the great question. <laughs> what is the long-term effect of too much information? Welcome to the Wanjar Cynics. It's Gene. And it's Mac. We're missing a Dio. Yeah, Dio uh, he had to do a thing. When they will. <laughs> anyway, um, today's topic is something we talked about, me and Mac. We were talking about, like, what was it? There's three types of people in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the people who are tolerant, and there's the people who are tolerant and they have a plan what was it again you explained it better it's so, just regarding people who want to achieve their dreams or they kind of hate so, so the state of their life yeah it's it's regarding people that are in situations so everybody's in a situation obviously but when you become an adult and you find yourself in a job that you can't stand um there's different different levels of people one level is people who are content because they're getting their paycheck and they're living their lives and they never really like, I mean, they think it'd be nice to be rich, but they never really put a lot of stock into it. And I think that's the, we were talking about how that's it's, not it's a bad admir- thing. It's, it's, it's admirable. admirable. It's, you know why? Because it's, it's people who are, I think, less likely to be greedy. No, I more- mean, they, they may be, but I mean, they just, they're, they don't have that. They're content. And if you're content, there's nothing wrong with being content, genuinely. Um, the next level is people. Simplicity. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a simplistic mindset. I don't think that's negative. No, I don't think so either. And I wouldn't judge it that way. But uh, oftentimes I feel like it's not, they're not content with it. And they're fooling themselves into thinking they're content with it. I would, I would actually argue. With some people, I'm just no, saying. No, no, I, I would argue that, um, I, I do believe that's a thing that happens. I would argue more people fall into the second category, not because they actually, I think it's because of the culture we live in where you're bombarded by images all the time of the rich and famous, and it makes you not content. I think... Well, I heard about that. Social media breeds mm-hmm. mental illness. And, and I think I think minus all the stimulation, I think these people would be actually quite content with their lives, with not needing to be, you know, the rich and famous and everybody liking your photos and all this shit. Um, and that brings us to the second level, which I would say is people that... They are not content and they are genuinely unhappy. Um, they dream of a better situation all the time, but they they never take a step towards it either out of fear or because they've never taken the time to sit down and really think about what they want to do. But for some reason, they're, they're, they're unhappy, but they're stuck. And also, like some people do it out of also a, a false sense of inferiority. Mm-hmm. Like they think they don't deserve it. Like they're not. It's like almost like victimhood, too, like we were talking about. It's more of a, because victimhood is kind of embraced, but this is like a victimhood that's, that's, that's not welcome and there's no benefit to be reaped from it. It's just they've been trained and indoctrined to believe that they, they can't do better. And that's, that leads to the fear where they, they don't take those steps. And I feel that this is something, maybe it's a cultural thing, depends on where you go. Like, for example, oh, you can't move up. 
mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And that's, you know, there are some countries where I think maybe it's generally hard to move up. And it's Oh, absolutely. Up- upward mobility is not something that has been easy for most of humanity, actually. Um, it's a relatively new thing, and honestly, it was popularized in America. That's why America was such a hot spot destination to move to. Like, I'm thinking about the medieval ages when people would, their mindset would be only people. <laughs> no, yeah, so, yeah, only survive. Only people of nobility are allowed this. Because you were you were born into your your situation, and if you were born a peasant, you were going to be a peasant. Like, even though there was some rags to riches stories, even back then, even in the Middle sure, Ages, sure very very small very, though. But and it, usually it was, it was either luck or it was it like happened to fall into like a revolutionary time or something. I mean, like for example, you know some peasants who become like tournament winners mm-hmm. and then they become knights or mercenaries who just they prove themselves on the battlefield and they get knighted things like that but, very small very small no, though there was no consistent path towards yeah. it it's just yeah they, it's they, like f- consistent. they fell into it there was no formula for success it's just right place right time right action oh yeah right skills too and like right not everybody skills. is a yeah. master swordsman who can just go and create a military band and then yep yeah just get knighted so so that's the second that's the second group and a lot of people in america fall into that second group for what we just said probably more people would be in the first group, but because of the way the world is and media and social media, I think a lot more people are in the second group. Just unhappy but unwilling or unable to do anything about it, which leads us to the third group, and that's where these people are in situations, they're unhappy with their situation, they dream of something better, and they're actively working towards improving that situation. And those are the people that, well, I mean, if they're consistent, they'll probably make it. I'm I'm optimistic in that way. I'm I'm less cynical <laughs> when it comes because I I do believe personally. I do believe that there is still a path of upward mobility if you are disciplined and dedicated. Well, cynicism does teach you know rationality and logic. Mm-hmm. So use that aspect of the cynic philosophy. But um, you know what made me think about this mm. is two years ago. I think yeah, when I was working at my my airport job, mm-hmm. I got into this stuff. Funny enough, because of uh, I, I guess I would be the second group where I was in a place where I was unhappy. Some job that I'm not going to describe what it is, but unhappy with the job. Not even with the job itself, actually. It's just, just the life. state, <laughs> just life. Is, yeah, yeah, just dissatisfied with life. Like, why does it have to be this way? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this way. It wasn't like that. Because before then, I was in in China. Yeah. And I was, you know, it was like a dream life. If you haven't been there and you're a foreigner, you have a lot of privilege, a lot of, some advantages, pros and cons, essentially. But there's a lot of pros. You're in a different country, seeking new new adventures every day, being with new people, new food. It's um it is dreamlike and it's also you can afford it and you can live well if you're an English teacher. It does seem like a dream dream world almost. So I'd lost that and I was thinking and then I came back to the US. I'm like, hmm. I'm not living this lifestyle anymore. But I also had to do more with independence and freedom. It really not, didn't have to do with all that the foreigner privilege. To be honest, it was about something I had lost, and I was thinking of how to get that back. And I was like, kind of angry of it. So I was angry at myself, and I'm like, why didn't I just keep doing it? And there's reasons. Why, reasons I don't want to exp- go into it, but anyway, 
what got me into this topic was um the t- this is where I um discovered podcasts funny enough. Before then I had never listened to podcasts. Hmm. So I the first podcast I ever listened to was on YouTube. And it was a it was a Jordan Peterson funny enough. That's why I always mention him because I think if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't my own for my own discomfort in my life and wanting something better, I don't think I ever, ever would have gotten into content creation or um I mean, I've always wanted to do content creation, but specifically podcasting, what got me into was I was really angry. So I literally looked up how to channel your anger into productive energy. (laughs) So, and I, you know, when I came up, it was Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson was talking about, he does talk about that. Yeah. He was saying that it's a lot of energy that most people waste, but if you somehow can control it, it's, almost like vast unlimited amount of energy when you're angry. And then when you apply this anger into something productive, you can get results, Mm -hmm. a lot of results. And I was doing that. I was sort, I mean, sort of doing it. I was trying at least to do it. And I was thinking a lot about, you know, my existential existence, like, and now I was thinking about what I really valued in life. Cause I'm like, Hmm, I mean, I could have stayed at that company. I could have rose up the ranks and became a manager and, you know, flown to Germany with that company. Yeah. But I was thinking more about something I really valued and I learned the value of it after while working at a job and also in China too. Mm -hmm. And that was independence, self-sufficiency and autonomy. And this is why I got into cynicism because it talked about it, even though it's, you know, we have a disagreements with it, but the idea itself, the ideology behind it, the roots is well, something in cynicism as a as a philosophy and as a it's it's not a it's not a gospel truth you know yeah, it's not to the letter that's it, true if it's a living philosophy then it can be adapted to yeah mm. it, it should evolve and adapt and and be refined and that's true and I, you always forget I always forget about that because most philosophies you see like there was a certain set of criteria and rules and mm-hmm. things you got to learn but cynicism I mean there's no rule there's no rules. There's, yeah, there's no Bible. There's just no, there's no just um really just follow the teachings of the old masters, some of the and what the old masters were. So you know the cynic and dio- some aspects of Diogenes and then other people. Well, that's what I, I love those back then because every generation had you know these these masters of these different schools of thought, and their their students would take it a generation later and just create a new. <laughs> like create a brand new fucking thing based on the old one because you know that's it's really it's like martial arts you know we talked about this before it's you know i could learn my martial arts from my teacher who has completely different person different body type different everything different attitude and uh, the martial arts he teach me you know it's like telephone he teaches me this but for me to master it and turn it into my own thing i have to change it from what his is to what becomes mine so, you know, my Kung Fu is not the same as his Kung Fu. And it's the same with philosophy. You learn it from, you know, these ancient masters, but in the process of making it fit your life, you know, it becomes your own thing. And this is why I guess we talk about um, cynicism because I discovered it funny enough, like, yeah, two or three years ago. I was because I was thinking about the philosophy of uh, autonomy and independence and freedom and self-sufficiency. And I was like, I want that. I don't want to work at... I don't want to work at a normal job because I thought I would. That's why I came back. I thought I could just, I thought traveling and independence was just like, I thought it was just a, uh, how do I say it? Like waste of time. No, I thought it was just like, um, I don't, yeah, waste of time. And, um, 
No, what? more like um, I thought it was just a something like a phase in my life. Like I don't think I, I was. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've repeatedly I've gone through this over and over. Where I'm like, it's just a phase. It's not. I'm not gonna. It's not truly me. You know, it's just something yeah. I do because I'm young. But I'm like, no, actually, that's the only thing I. It's the only time I actually felt ha- happy. And now I'm at the stage where I'm tolerant, but not happy. I'm in the second stage. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily, I'll probably never be the num- number one, which is what we talked about, um, where people are just complacent and satisfied. It's just not in my nature. And um, yeah, and I realized it, working at that job, the state of my life, and I'm like, no, I just, I can't, I don't, can't live a normal life. I can't live, you know, following other orders and having to be forced to wake up at a certain time forced to put on a new uniform forced to do this and that you know forced to talk in a certain way to certain people and you know what i mean having the and also it's the fact that it's um what is it that that work feels like that work or no more jobs in general just feel coercive i I lose my autonomy and my freedom in a a sense Mm. you know and that's why I put a large emphasis on this. And funny enough, the the second uh, podcast I ever listened to was Joe Rogan. And what got me hooked hooked was one episode where he was talking about soul crushing jobs. <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, I kind of feel it's kind of feel this way." The job was not that bad. I think it was a decent job. It's just more like the fact that you have. Why does it have to be this way? Well, I mean, here's the thing is some of those jobs are necessary, but the problem is, is those are the jobs that should be transitionary, like transitionary in your life. Yeah. Like, so transitional in your life. So in your, I went through that too. Like I got out of the military, I went to college and then like, okay, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm traveling. I'm doing all this. I'm seeing the world. But at some point I got to go get a real job and start building a real life. You know? Yeah. And there's this idea of that. And then when I did it, I was fucking miserable. I was so miserable. And then I broke out of that and I fucking traveled a bit more and I'm fucking enjoyed it, all this stuff. And these are the artists. Then, then I came back and I went back to like, okay, I'm working again. I'm fucking miserable, you know, like, and this isn't because, you know, my fiance hates it. Cause she's like, oh, it's cause you fucking can't handle like working. It's not that. Cause I'm a hard fucking worker. If it's something that I'm exactly, passionate exactly. about, I'm a fucking hard worker, and I can put up with a lot of shit. It's just I'm not, I'm not money driven, and I have, and this is where we talk about people that are complacent. It's not that they just put up with whatever. It's that they've reached a level of income. They're that job, whatever it is. It could be a great fucking job. It could be a shitty job. Whatever it is, it's paying them enough to do the things they want in life, to where they're not hungry for more. It's feeding them regularly, and they're like, well. You know, it could be better, but you know, this is good. This, this, I'm satisfied and I'm not satisfied by just money. You could pay me a fuck ton of money, but if the job itself isn't satisfying, I'm, it's not going to keep me. It's really not going to keep me. I think we're both philosophers and we're thinking more about the meaning of our existence and fulfillment. You only got one life, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you living your best life? Like, this is how you want to, this is the life you want to live and you know when you greet the meet when you go to greet the the, the reaper mm-hmm. are you going to smile back at him when he smiles at you kind of thing exactly like that's what i'm saying is this how you can imagine it this is the best you could possibly do you know and and that's yeah again to to restate like in my almost as a defense of me i'm i'm not looking for 
you know, that million dollars a year job. Like, I mean, yeah, I'd love to have money, but just to maximize my freedom. But like, no, the ideal situation for me is something where I'm just, you know, work, work shouldn't fucking make you want to kill yourself. Well, like content creation. I think I'm, I think I like it. I think, I, I think we could do it. Yeah. I've, I've, my my general rule for anyone is if you wake up in the morning getting ready for work and you lay in bed a little extra and you think to yourself, what can I do to not go into work today? You probably need to change your fucking situation, man. Like You're probably already done and you don't even know it yet. When I get to that point, I'm like, it's time to quit. <laughs> it's it's time to find a new career. When it feels coercive, well, like it, a chore. When it feels like fucking, like, like, like Tearing fucking fingernails off. Man. Yeah, yeah, like a soul crushing job where you're forced hurts, to do it. Where you're, you're it, it feels like you are. I don't know. I don't want to say a slave. That seems too dramatic. But because no, you know. you're getting paid, and I yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I do subscribe to the whole like it's your choice to be there. But like, if it's your choice to be there, choose to be somewhere else that doesn't suck as bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but it's like I have high standards for myself. Like I, yeah. I don't want to. I want to be independent. I don't want to have to rely on other people or, or have to go um, face a boss. I, w- I don't want to be, I don't want to be a ruler, but I don't want to be ruled. That's Here, that's my philosophy. Here's the, here's the caveat I'll say to that because it sounds very much like we're preaching this. Like, if you're not happy in your job, just go do your dream job. No, no, no. You can't go straight to that. And this is where I'll say reality comes in, and you have to acknowledge that you have to pay your dues. And this is why I say those soul-crushing jobs... You have to be willing to sacrifice to well, get... Those soul-crushing jobs, they're necessary for a part of your life. But if you have an eye on a prize above that, they're transitionary. Because you're only there for a, you know as long as you need to to get the skill, get the resume experience, get the money, whatever it is, to do the thing you actually want to do. And maybe that could take five years, ten years. But if every day you're working on your bigger goal then you're doing the right thing, you know? But you got to you gotta pay your dues. I'm doing a job I fucking hate right now, but it pays. It pays well, and I'm, I'm working towards my bigger goals daily, you know? So you, you, got, you can't just, I hate my job, I'm going to quit, and everything will work out. Nah, man, sometimes you got to keep that shitty job, but you should be looking for, you know. And that's what they were talking about in that episode of the Joe Rogan podcast, when the soul-crushing oh. jobs, they were saying, as much as it sucks, like you have to have an escape plan. You have to plan. You have to be methodical. You have to understand the loss and the gains, like what you're what you're willing to sacrifice to gain in the long term. Things Absolutely. things of that nature. So that's this is what got me into. It. I'm like, wait a minute. And I know when I was younger, I was like, wait a minute. All these podcasters, all these YouTubers, they're content creators. They're and they're somewhat independent, somewhat self sufficient to a certain extent. Especially if they have a following that's willing to donate to them, you know, and support them. Wink, wink. Right? All you guys out there. Right? Um, <laughs> when they've earned it. and um, Well, normally a lot of these guys that have successful podcasts, they actually have another career that they've had. Yeah. And they, they transition over to podcasting, and that's where they, they're able to build it. It's, And I'm not saying you can't build up a podcast from nothing. I'm saying, like, this is something they a lot of the really successful ones they do adjacent yeah, to the other work. Exactly. Do. And um I'm still gonna try to get a normal job, but at least be a freelancer. Yeah. I can still have to work with clients, but um Man, I, the buddy I saw last week, right? Fucking buddy I haven't seen since high school. And this guy 
real free spirit type. We used to get in trouble all the time for laughing so damn much about everything. And I uh, haven't seen him in years. He he self-taught himself to uh, to do a, a computer animation and Blender and other, you know, programs. Man, his shit is good, and it improved, but that's because he worked on it daily. And now he's self-sufficient, taking freelance jobs and just working them. But, I mean, I know that dude had to do a job he fucking hated before he got to the point where he's good enough to get hired for stuff, you know? So it's it's po- in the age that we live in with the fucking information and and certifications and training cheaply available at that's quality man if you have a dream to do something fucking take an online course take the money from the shit job you work in and go pay the fucking you know 20 to 50 bucks to go take you know sign up for the 6 week course on coding or computer animation or creative writing or some shit like if you can't go to college Learn the thing that you want to do and then go do it. You know, go fucking computer animate or graphic design in your free time. Build a little portfolio. Now you got something to show employers, potential employers, or put on a Fiverr or get your own website, you know. Now you can freelance that shit and you can start transitioning to shit. You know, that's that's what I think. Learn skills. Fuck, they're freely available. Learn a language. Learn a skill. Pick up an art, pick up a hobby that can profit you. Because you can take that shit with you no matter where you go. There's soft skills and um, hard skills. Like soft skills are like communication. Mm-hmm. And hard skills are like these actual like programming skills or language skills, things that are attained over a long succession and period of learning. That need documentation usually. Yeah. And um, what, what was Pro- the other point? Produce po- a product. Yeah, that's but anyway, like, what, what were we going? Where were we going with this? Because we were talking about, um, God, um, yeah. Honestly, if it wasn't for that job, like, even if I didn't really gain that much money, but I did realize what I valued. Mm-hmm. That's what the most important job was. When you go to a place that you despise, when you—that's funny enough. I heard about that, uh, that, um, that piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Go to something you hate, and then you realize what you like. <laughs> I wouldn't say I hated it, but I understood the situation from a broader perspective and I was searching it. I was, and I think I was starting to become initiated. Like I was starting to understand the value of the value of like what knowing what you don't like and understanding what you, you do like. That's the best way to figure out what you do. Like that's like they say for dating. Yeah. In the process of dating, you figure out what you don't want in a life partner. (laughs) <laughs> and then and that helps you find out what you do want you know like i it was pretty easy like i not, well actually i was there for like yeah almost almost two years and i was i was constantly putting in uh, writing in journals and you know self self-reflecting and you know also documenting bad stuff that happened to me because i was like hmm you know this is a hu- bad day i want to learn from it and i was like hmm every opportunity is an opportunity to learn that's even shit situations like Gene was in, he couldn't be. You, you couldn't be where you are today if it wasn't for that. No, no, really, because I think I'd never listened to a podcast. I had never even thought about. And I think also it has to do with the political climate too. I was trying to understand about. Um, so I don't know something. I don't know why I brought up politics, but maybe it has something to do with. Um, <laughs> I mean Jordan Peterson. He's, he's in there. Yeah, but I was just um. Yeah, I was like, I like the stuff he's saying. I, and I think it's for some people, mm-hmm. I wasn't lost. I totally knew that I wanted to do something in my life. I didn't want to just sit around and do nothing. 
but I think it just awoke it awakened me a bit more. Like I like we talked about the initiation. You know how some people like when Seneca says um, luck is when opportunity no no when uh, preparation means opportunity yes I think I was prepared mentally mm-hmm. yeah. to try to understand something broader than myself philosophically in the existential crisis or whatever but then the opportunity came and I took it and it was I learned more about myself about what I did not like mm-hmm. and I think I think it changed me because I think I don't think I would have it wouldn't have pushed me to this when you're in a corner do you realize what animal you are mm-hmm. in a way? I think I want to frame it as that. Like, it's a good one. Like when you were, I was, I want to say it was a low point in my life. Oh no, I think it was generally a low point in my life. The lowest, but not because of work, but because of, I lost that. And I was trying to regain that spark that I had before. And I think I got it because I was realizing the importance of, of independence but back then when i was independent i didn't realize the value i had just uh, absolutely yeah i was like hmm you when you lose it no no it's like you don't know what you have until you lose it mm-hmm. and i lost it and then i was like wait i didn't realize how important this was and that's where, where the opera the initiator comes in i was initiated in the sense that i was ready to receive the wisdom and knowledge but i don't know from where and it happened to be i think those two podcasts really i don't i don't think it changed my life but definitely it opened up to something i was already thinking before yeah. it was like congenial it was very like complimentary to what i was thinking like i'm like hmm so crushing jobs and understanding my, sh- my shadow self understanding the negative aspects of my emotions and applying it productively so i can improve my life and and see the broader scope of you know see the light you know if you want to see the light, you need some darkness. You know, can I think that thing? No, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of people have written about this situation. You know, when you're at rock bottom, you know, that's when you start rebuilding in a better way and all that. I, I think there's opportunities all around us. It's just that you don't see them until you're ready to see them. Yeah, man, because I was depressed. Um, I had came back and started going to school again. Mm-hmm. After I already had finished one of my associate's degrees and I was going to, go for engineering and then um yeah for somebody something hit me man um i was really missing the old life where i was independent and were already tending i mean uh, teaching english and spanish and i was like i want that back and i felt depressed and i um kind of just gave up and i was just kind of at a certain point in my life Mm -hmm. and i was just like yeah and i've never been that was the lowest point of my life and I took that job and I was like, hmm, I guess it kind of helped me a bit. And I was a little bit more tolerant, not happy, tolerant. That's, you notice how I use that word because I don't think that job could ever make me happy or any job in the, as working for somebody else. So it's not working. It's not jobs. It's just working for somebody else. That's the problem. So I don't have any gripes with actually working. So for some people who think I'm lazy and it's just, yeah, no, it, I think it was definitely situational. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's the degree of freedom you have because I mean you're always gonna work. Even if you're working for yourself, you're still working for your customers, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's the degree of freedom, and I, I think that's the main thing is. The main takeaway from this, because this this is kind of a ramble, but there's good shit in here. If you're if you're going through anything and you're listening to this stuff, the main the main takeaway is 
Yeah, it's a diatribe. It's okay to be part of the first group, complacent. Power to you. And I respect your your fucking simplicity. It's okay to be part of the third group because you're actively working towards improving yourself. I'd say it's not really okay to be part of the second group because then you're just pissing your life away and being unhappy. Either, either re-examine your shit and decide that you're actually complacent with the life you're living and uh, you're happy with what you got or, uh, or start working f- for improving your situation. That's ultimately the, the best advice I can give. I guess what the whole point of this also is because I was thinking about, um, you know, lying to other people is bad, but lying to yourself is even worse. Yep. When you're lying to yourself that, that whatever you're doing in your life right now is fulfilling and satisfactory and you're at the peak, you're at the, uh, what is the highest peak of the um, hierarchy of needs? Self-actualization. Like you, like if you are con- convinced, if you've convinced yourself that you are doing that, even though you aren't, and you know it, then yeah, that's I. Uh, I can only feel pity. I my, I'm the I'm I'm encouraging way more people to realize that you're actually complacent because I I think there's way more I think there's way more people who are actually would be complacent if they just weren't you know inundated all the time with uh, you know other shit making them think they're not. That's my personal belief. I don't know. I'm I'm talking out my ass. I don't have any studies or anything, but I think most people are happy with, you know, your dude, you got your girl, got your car, place to live, have a couple drinks, have your video games, watching the game on Sunday. That's a fucking life. Girls got their thing. I don't know shit about them, so I can speak for them. <laughs> but, you know, I think a lot of people are like that, but they're like, oh, man, not enough people like my picture on Instagram. Something's wrong. I'm I'm super unhappy. No, you're not. You're just fucking brainwashed. And you know, I know it sounds contradictory to all the stuff we talk about in cynicism, which is like minimalism and stuff and just live simply and all that. I it is a tool to be, you know, cuz the it's kind of like Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius, he did not want wealth and fame and power to make him weak. So that's why he had these he used to sleep um with a cloak. Mm-hmm. And on the hard, cold ground, so wealth did not make him weak. I th- I think it's a tool. Like definitely, if I got to that point where I was, you know, financially better and stuff like that, I think these principles are still good to abide by. Because you know what, it can all go away. They're they're better to like they're more useful the higher you get. I think because you know what, sometimes there's a chance where it'll be taken away from you and you walk on them again. And if I was not strong enough mentally. At that point, I would have probably just been stayed at that job and probably wouldn't have done much, honestly. Well, I mean, what, what I mean by like it's more useful as you get up there is when the more wealth or status or money that people get, they usually get really full of themselves. And that leads to dumbass decisions and, and you know, shitty personality changes. If you have something like cynicism, you know, constantly self evaluating, self reflecting, um, you, you'll be better off. You'll be less of an asshole if nothing else. Yeah, that's why Marcus Aurelius, he was the last good emperor. He was a Stoic. He Sorry. believed in these principles. He's like, regardless of my wealth, I'm not going to let it affect me. Yep. I'm not going to become mentally or physically weak. I'm still going to bathe in cold shower. You know, he would bathe in cold water too. He would bathe in cold water, even though, yeah, you know, they had heated water back then in Rome. They were pretty advanced. He would still sleep on the cold ground just with the cloak. Something simple. 
mm-hmm. for that small things like that to keep. He's like once a once a month he would fast, and he would fast, yeah. Yeah, to just to like, and he'd like dress himself in rags and. Yeah, the cynic cloak. Just, just, uh, just so he like. I remember it was one quote. He's like, "Is this what I'm afraid of? Is this what I'm terrified?" Yeah, exactly. Like just to make it like, yeah, you're still alive. You know? So, cool shit from Marcus Aurelius. And yeah, it apply. And like I said, these. I think if I didn't have these ideas. I think I had some proto cynicism or stoicism going on because I had never n- learned about it until a few years ago, mm. uh, and I'm like, hmm. So that's why when I learned about it, I was damn. This is similar to what I was already thinking. I'm like, <laughs> you need the mental fortitude because if you don't have it, you're not gonna make it. Because there is the what is it? Embrace the suck. Yep. What is that? That's what the military. Explain what that is to the non-military guys. The suck is when shit sucks. Embrace it. Love it because it's part of your life. And that's how you get better. So, and that's what I was doing. I'm like, you know what? To love it. Yeah, I was like, man, I I can do it for a year. I can do it for two years. I can, even though I don't like it, but there's something to learn from it. Yeah, I just want people to be honest. That's that. I I know people who talk a big thing about where they want to be, but from their actions, I would say that they're complacent. They're actually happy where they're at, and that's fine. I just wish they'd be honest. Do your thing, you know. And one final note is. Sometimes um, some people are not meant to follow their, follow dreams in general. I think sometimes. I don't know. Maybe that's the cynic part of me. That's super harsh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's fucking true. No, really. I do believe it. I think it's a, maybe it's a genetic thing passed down from your ancestors that makes you more, your personality more negative, And it's almost inescapable. And I, don't, I know it sounds deterministic and very off topic from what I say, but... I mean, for the small cases, I don't think the most people most people are this way, I, but I do think there are some people who are so negative they're able to delude themselves into thinking that they can't achieve their dreams. Sure, that's what I'm trying to they're, say. They're their own biggest obstacle. Like they're their own en- enemy. Yeah. That kind of thing. And for those people, I'm like, yeah, and maybe it is. And that's not. A, I don't. I guess I'm thinking about about dreams too much and achieving dreams. And then we were we were also talking about how. You know, your dream might be your nightmare. Yeah, I I think it's a lot of people, it's less that they will never achieve their dreams. I think it's that they don't fully know what the, what dreams they actually want. Yeah, it's more about that too. Like, like for example, if I grew up, well, I mean, I did grow up in this culture where like, oh, the, the dream is to move to Hollywood and be a famous fucking actor, right? And let's say I fucking pursued that, but it's not actually my dream. It's just everyone told me this should be my dream. I would never fucking reach it because I don't have the passion to pull me through. But if actually my dream is to be an accountant in a fucking, you know, mid-level accountant in a big Fortune 500 company, that's what I should be putting my energy into because that's where my passion is. And so you got to, that's where it, self-reflection, man. You got to really, if that's your dream, it's got to really be your dream for you to achieve it. And the reason why I bring up um, some maybe sometimes following pe- your dream isn't it's not meant for everybody. I, I guess I'm going back to the first group, the first group where it's like they're very complacent. Some people they value comfort over, over um, peaking, I guess self self actualization and then cynicism. I can't believe I didn't mention this, but there's something called eudaimonia. Eudaimonia is reaching your peak, health, wealth, love, and happiness. Your your zenith 
the highest point. Well, that's why I, I say those people have, you know, that is their. their but I think, dream. like, you know, realistically speaking, I think everybody, I mean, at least maybe that's just the way I think, but aren't you curious about how far you can go? See, this is. This is and this isn't a dig at all, but it's like this, AS, ASMR. No, no, this this is the difference between you, old old man Mac and uh, young man Gene here. Because when I was when I was younger, and this is the only reason I bring it up, I was extremely optimistic to the like I was optimistic for other people to the point that I would get really frustrated that like, why aren't you why aren't you why don't you want to go to college? Why don't you want to pursue this job? Why don't you want to do that? And these people, you know, my friends and family and. St- they were just generally uninterested because they were their needs were fulfilled. You know, to them, I have everything I need. I don't need anything more. So I completely understand where Gene's coming from. But through my through my advanced years, I've learned that yeah, some people just a lot of people actually they just don't want to. They don't want to stand like they may say they want to in like I said the very superficial ways, but now nah, they don't want to know how far they can go because. They're they're fine right here. There's food here. Why would I go somewhere else to look for food? You know? Whereas guys like you and me will say, Yeah, there's food here, but you know, I want to see what the food's like over there. You know? <laughs> I want to see literally, literally speaking too. Yeah, we we, we want to see what's going on over there. And and there there's a big difference. And I I genuinely think the majority of the general population they they're fucking content with just living life right? uh, and yeah the second group is the ones who are scared or well the second group like i said is divided into some who have problems they actually do have that desire to move forward but i think i really truly think the majority of that second group actually belong in the first group they just they're up they're all hot and bothered because of the society we live in and the way media is that they really think they're part of the third group but they're not because this is what I say. If it's not really your dream, you're not going to pursue it the way you do if it is your dream, you know. And I, that's why I think it's not really a dream. Yeah, there's a difference. It's, it's more. It's of a, an artificial it's, dream. It's a goal. Sh- well, it's an artificial dream. It's not one that's in your heart. It's not one that can keep that fire burning. And that's why they keep failing. And that's why they fucking. At the end of the day, you're unhappy for no reason. Reexamine yourself and realize that maybe you are actually happy where you are. And I'm not, it's not a dig. I have great respect for that. That's just fucking, you know, work your way in. The, the company's treated you well. You can pay your bills. You can do the things you want to do. Work hard. Move up in the company. That's that's a good life. This is not a bad life, you know, especially if you're happy with it. If you're forced into it and you have greater ambition, yeah, that's a pretty shitty life. <laughs> but... But if you if you actually if you search your soul and you're like actually I'm pretty happy, huh? Fucking power to you, man. Fucking pumped for you. Good job. I wish, in some ways, I wish I had that because you know what? I'd already be there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd I'd already be home. I'd already be and done. I, I personally know people you know who are close to me who that's that's the way they think and it's like yeah uh, and all I want is a little house and I'm not saying that I want material stuff but I want just an. I just have curiosity in, in my abilities people, and where I can go and what can I what I can very do. Different, yeah. And and you'll 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 see that a large amount of people, for whatever they talk about, money or status or anything, so many of them really just want to make sure there's a roof over their head. Because here's the difference: these people, they're not willing to sacrifice or risk the chance that they'll go homeless or hungry 
to achieve something bigger. You and I will. You and I have. I Like I said before, I've literally been homeless before because I didn't want to, because I wanted to see how far I could go. And I was willing to do that to see how far I could go, you know? And I got through that because I wanted to see how far I could go. That's what you need to be willing to risk to do it. And honestly, most people don't. Most people are content with, yeah, you know, I can put food on the table. I got a roof over my head. Most people like it. And that's um, what I mean by some people are not willing to chase their dreams. What I mean is they're not willing to risk and sacrifice and take a chance. Because it is, yeah, there is a lot of fear in that. And it's... You know, we live, I don't want, why not be comfortable instead, instead of like risking it and, you know, losing and all that. Absolutely. And I know we talked about this. We were talking about how, I don't know, follow your passion is kind of BS. But I, again, we also said that there is different, it's it's a multidimensional thing. Mm -hmm. Like it does seem like BS at first, but there is, it depends on the circumstances and yeah, it depends on the context. You know, who are you? What kind of person are you? Are you willing to do this and that? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to do all these things? Mm-hmm. And if if so, then it's, it's a difference between that kind of person and the person who is like, who doesn't self-examine themselves. And, you know, Socrates talks about that. The life, unexamined life is not worth living. For some people, they're not, it, it is the opposite. And they're willing not, they're okay with not examining themselves and just being content. But if you really do examine yourself, you'll learn the truth. And that usually that truth arises, at least from what I understand, is from a low point of your life. And if you're initiated, and I think that was true for me and for a lot of people, you'll realize what you like when you're at a dark place and you'll seek the light. Yeah. But I think you have, and I'm not, I don't want to be dramatic. I don't think, I, I think there's a lot of people who's, who've had a loss a lot worse than me, but I think you got to understand that I have different, I have different a different view a way of viewing myself and the expectations. Mm-hmm. So that's why that would the clinical sadness happened, you know? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and that's 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 where self-examination comes in and Yeah. That's that's all I'll say is if you if you're content, if you think if you have a it's kind of like being gay. If you think you might be gay, it's okay. You can be gay. Because people look at it like if you don't have this ambition that you're doing something wrong. Like, and, and that's what I really, that's the message I really want to push here is it's okay, man. If your needs are met, you live in America, you live in the, you know, the fucking uh, 21st century. Shit's pretty good as a fucking, you know, even as a low-level fucking wage worker. You can have a pretty fucking decent standard of living. You know what I mean? You can say... Yeah, if you save your money and you have a roommate and all that. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you got a two-income household. Let's say you got a wife and shit. I mean, you got a TV. You got a fucking... You got electronics. You got food. You got got the stuff you need, you know? And if you're okay with that, man, that's okay. You You don't need... Like, it's not necessary... For you, and I'm not discouraging you. If you genuinely want to improve your station, go for it by all means. Push, follow that dream. But what I'm saying is, if you don't, don't feel bad about it. I think I think a lot of people do it because it's expected to fucking. Oh, I gotta, I gotta hustle. I gotta grind. I gotta hustle. If you don't feel like you don't need to, man, you good. <laughs> Enjoy your life. You've already made it. You're ahead of the pack. You know. 
I guess the only thing, honestly, the way I the way I see it, like, are you living the life you want to live or the yeah. life that is expected of you? Because we're that's the whole point. Because you know what, may yeah, maybe what we're saying is what we expect of you, and mm-hmm. you don't want that, and that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Just that's personally self-examine, what, man. It depends on everybody and what you value. What do you mm-hmm. value? Not these artificial values somebody's telling you about. Because you know, maybe what we're saying is an artificial value for you. It might be like, no, I don't think that way. I don't need that. And that's fine. Yep. I'm just giving you an example. And for those people who do exist, who think similarly to us, which I think there is a few people who do. And I know some personally who, who do that. I know in my life that I could, I wish I could tell them this, but anyway, <laughs> but it's, it's hard, man. You can't just be direct about this with somebody who acts this way. Cause you know, they have their own, they're making an effort to make an, they won't make an effort. They, they will make an excuse and an effort. That's the problem. What I, I see that the second group tends to do this. They'll make it an excuse and not an effort. Yeah. And sometimes there's some low risk stuff. There's like I think this is pretty low risk, honestly, what we're doing. I, I know I know some second groupers who are who are genuinely I know they want to do better. I know they want to improve, but they just cannot they cannot sacrifice or they can't even potentially sacrifice what they have. In the hopes of getting something better, they they just they just cannot. And I know them only because I know them personally. I know that they genuinely want a better situation, but they're so hung up that they just can't go past it. Like, and so it's almost like a reverse. They've almost made themselves be complacent in that way. <laughs> and, and it's sad. It's frustrating because if you if you're because you want to help those people, yeah. And you honestly, if you keep pushing, pushing, pushing. You come across as a dick, and that's that's no fun. So eventually, you just gotta you gotta work on your own shit, man. You can't save everyone. Lead by example, I guess. Yeah. Because I ho- hopefully that's how how it could turn out that the you uh, affect the people in your life, but by you know setting an example that you're willing to do it, and then mm-hmm. maybe you can take your own little little journey or yeah yeah. So I think that's uh it's been. Been a little bit longer than we thought. You good? Yeah. You good? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm tired. Parabellum. Parabellum. <laughs>